0: want to know the tea on savings during your mortgage application you'll be showing your ability to meet your monthly repayments one of the best ways to do this is showing regular monthly savings but here's the thing these savings can include any rent that you currently pay Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The First Time Buyer's Bible by Bank of Ireland. Demystifying the home buying journey through conversations with experts. All good things must come to an end, like every housewife season. And I am in my finale episode. I'm here with Alan Harley from Bank of Ireland. He's a business graduate of Trinity College and a chartered accountant with extensive experience in financial markets and banking senior management roles. Alan is currently Director of Home Buying for Bank of Ireland. Work. What great experience and a stunning career. Thank you for joining us. Thank
1: you, Laura. Great to be here. I'm dying to hear more about your role. Can you give us a bit of an insight into it? Sure. Yeah, I run the home buying business in Bank of Ireland. We use the word home buying rather than mortgage for a reason. It's largely symbolic, but um, I think anyone who ends up taking a mortgage, they they see it as buying a home mm. rather than, than getting the mortgage. Uh, certainly, if you're looking back, I think for people who first time buyers, you know, they don't they they remember getting the keys rather than signing on the dotted <laughs> line for the mortgage. Um, so we're a team of um, about six hundred people. Very big business for the bank, we're right across the country, in every community, town in Ireland. And I suppose the first thing is that we're we're open for business. We're lending this year. We lend nearly five billion euro in new mortgages. Fifteen thousand happy customers moving into that new home. Aww. And um, if there's one thing people take away from this, is we want to hear from you. Even if you you haven't found that that house of your dreams, or you're even just thinking about buying a house, please call into us. We want to talk to you.
0: Yeah, that's a really strong message that came through recording these. Is that with the mortgage. You need to be in as soon as possible, even if you're like, okay, it's in four years time or I have this amount of debt that I'm currently clearing. The sooner you get in, the sooner you're on the right track because you're speaking to the expert who will say, no, you don't need to do that. And that's just a myth about being mortgage ready. So even just coming in for that chat doesn't mean that you're pushing a button on your credit rating or anything like that. You're just having a chat with an expert.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day a a mortgage and buying a home it's a huge transaction it's a real life moment I mean most people only do it once or twice in in, in their life Mm. and um, it's a significant commitment and you don't do it lightly and it is you know unfortunately it is a complex process it's not like down to buy you know, a pint of milk, or, <laughs> or even, <laughs> even, for, for, for now, even taking out car insurance or home insurance, something. It is a complex transaction, and I think the advice to start early and get mortgage ready is is sound advice, mm. and when I think about it, there's lots of things you can do, even even if you haven't found that house, or even if yeah. you are only starting the journey, so there's three real areas that I'd recommend people to think about, and the first is to familiarise yourself with the mortgage product. As I said, it's a complex financial product. Um, but there's a lot of jargon and a lot of myths mm. and so on around mortgages and the Bank of Ireland and indeed many other lenders, they have a huge amount of information available on our website. So I I would encourage people, first of all, to go onto the Bank of Ireland website, Bank of Ireland Mortgages and have a nosy around there. Read all about the different types of products, the kind of things you need to do to, mm-hmm. to get a mortgage and so on. And I think... Um, and dispel a lot of the sort of uncertainty and and get some clarity as to exactly what it is. So that's the first thing you should do. The second thing is that when you actually apply for a mortgage, we and indeed all lenders, there's a fairly standard set of documentation that we need to see. Mm -hmm. So like there's no harm getting those, starting to get those documents together, right? (laughs) And uh, so some examples of that would be your bank statements. So we like to see, the last six months' bank statements. So mm. get a few of them together. Similarly, pay slips. Not everyone has a pay slip uh, yeah. in this new digital world. So you know you can apply to your to your employer. Can I have a copy of my pay slips, please? We like to see pay slips for the last three months. If you do have other financial commitments, so for example, a car loan, we like mm. to see the documentation around that. So you can put all this together in a in a sort of a box, and that'll will just you know get you ready to to make that application. Because when you do apply, you've got to supply all this stuff yeah. with it. And the third and probably the most important thing, Laura, is to demonstrate our start a savings habit. Mm. So, the most important thing for us when somebody comes into us is we want to be confident that you can afford to pay the mortgage over the next number of years. And it's in our interest and your interest that you don't overextend yourself and that you understand the commitment you're making.
0: And you're there to help with that because Absolutely. I think a lot of first time buyers, especially. My age, we're like not used to having such a massive amount of, let's say, debt, like a mortgage, like it's huge. And they worry that, but like the bank is making sure that you're able to afford this long term, that it suits your lifestyle, that it suits the way you're going to be living for the next however many years. No, that's
1: exactly it. Now, yes, we're taking some risks, but just to be clear, this is our business. Yeah. Right? We, we have yeah. tens of thousands of customers and we want to lend to you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, I remember when I got my first mortgage um, many, many years ago, unfortunately, um, the going down and you went down with my dad to the local, as it happens, Bank of Ireland branch, thankfully. and um, A lifelong fan. Yeah. And um, but you nearly went in on trepidation and, yeah. you know. It was a, so
0: different. Yeah,
1: like it's it's very different now. We do want to lend you, but I need to lend to you in a responsible manner. And, mm. you know, I do have an enormous ensuring that your financial well-being and that you can afford it is, is absolutely critical. And one of the ways we we sort of make that assessment and get comfortable with that is that we see that for the last, say, the last six months or maybe even a little bit longer, the last nine, 12 months, that you've developed, uh, or can sort of demonstrate that you can make the monthly payments. There's a variety of ways of doing that, but you know, one way, if you are saving for a deposit, and we've come to what you need to, what you need to get to to make an application mm-hmm. and to buy a house and to take a mortgage out. But if you're, let's just say, the monthly payments are going to be. 1,500 euro a month, Mm -hmm. if you can save 1,500 euro a month, not only are you saving for the deposit, but you're also showing us that you can afford to pay 1,500 euro a month Mm -hmm. every month uh, over the last six months. Now, I know a lot of people as well are renting.
0: I was going to say, like, does my rent count for this? So
1: if we can see that you're paying €1,500 a month in rent, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. We we gain confidence that you can afford to pay that amount Mm -hmm. every month. So I think that's probably the thing that most of our first-time buyers, if they haven't Got the various things ready. That's probably the little bit that's that's missing. Takes is, time. It just mm-hmm. takes time, yeah. And if you are paying rent, for example, try and make sure you pay the same amount out of an account every month, yeah. so that you can actually show us that you've been paying the fifteen hundred mm-hmm. and so yeah. on. Yeah. So, but really, so the three three things are just try and sort of as I say, read up about it, familiarise yourself, go onto the Bank of Ireland website, start getting the bits and pieces together. It's all all the information, all what you need is on the website and then critically start that savings habit.
0: Um, Yeah, and they can come in even before that, which I just thought was such a useful thing to know because what you can do, a lot of people listening will think, God, I'm actually more prepared than I thought. Like I have easy access to my bank statements. I have been saving. And once you go in after, what I love about you is there's a portal that they can go into and they can upload all the documents there. So it really does match the current first-time buyer's lifestyle. Yeah, You're able to sit down on a Saturday morning, brew a stunning cup of coffee and just start firing things in to be uploaded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, it's actually a much smoother process than I thought. I thought it'd be a bit more old fashioned. I don't know why, but it really is yeah. more modern.
1: You know, it's still, it's not the most extraordinary digital journey of all time. <laughs> There's various stages you have to go through, mm-hmm. but you can start slowly uploading the information uh, as you go through the journey. And as I say, you don't have to find the house. And one of the nice things we can do is that, if you do make, you can make an application, even if you haven't found a house, you can mm-hmm. make an application and we will approve you for whatever the right amount is. And it's fully underwritten, which means that if you're going to view a house and the estate agent sort of says, well, can you show me you can get a mortgage? This is a fully underwritten mortgage approval that we will give you. It'll last 12 months. Mm-hmm. And essentially, as I say, you can give it an estate agent or to a builder and say, from the Bank of Ireland, I have approval to borrow. 200000 300000 whatever the amount is. Yeah,
0: this is my mortgage in principle, exactly. basically. And
1: then when you find the house, you come back and you go back onto the digital portal and you key in the address and so on and the journey continues. And uh, but a lot of the heavy lifting has already been done for you.
0: And the 12 months is fantastic. Like, yeah, I know myself when you're out searching for properties because I buy a lot for work, the seasonal <coughs> trends in when pop- properties are appearing Yes there's just a massive difference between let's say December and June on the market mm-hmm. and sometimes when you don't have the mortgage in principle for the full 12 months I know you can renew it afterwards but just knowing that safety that there's 12 months there yep. that you'll be able to go through the, each season of the year searching for property is just so important yeah, yeah. because somebody can get a shorter mortgage in principle period and they can start their search in November and then they've lost almost two quarters of the year when there's not that much stock on the market or things are all under offer and then they'll miss out on the vital
1: summer months. Yep. So, mm. I mean, that's why it's handy. And yeah, very super popular, handy. Imagine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, we've also been speaking about the different experts you'll meet along the way. Like, Thankfully, you will be meeting a pretty solid expert at the start, which is your mortgage advisor, who is making sure that when you're going out there into the world on your journey shopping for your dream home that you are doing it within the right means and you've got someone who has your back there to make sure that when you get up to your conveyancing period you have everything you need. We also spoke about the importance of surveyors Yes. and for us we had a great surveyor in who basically spoke to us about like pricing of surveys and I think a lot of people think it's going to be thousands of pounds when it's really they can be around 800 and it is something that We'd always, I would always recommend friends get done when they're buying anything. It's the choice of either having unknown amount of cost later or knowing exactly what you're dealing with because it can affect the bidding process as well. How important do you think the surveys are when it comes to buying the home?
1: Oh, I mean, they're an absolute must. Yeah. Must have, like they protect you as the buyer and most importantly so in most cases, you know, the houses are structurally sound and so on. But nevertheless, if there are leaks or other issues, you're better off finding out before you um mm-hmm, before you sure. sign them the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's a good point, Laura, as well, that, you know, again the the the, the cost of a structured survey can obviously vary depending on, you know, where in the country it is, the size of the house and so on. But um there are a number of costs that people should be aware of. Yes. Um, um oh, and they're upfront costs. So maybe I just send a, a couple of seconds on that. I'd
0: love you to go because yeah. I think because we're in our finale episode people have learned so much along the way and I think a lot of people will be listening again to some of the episodes as they come encounter that expert on their journey but I always think it's great and I know a lot of my friends work in this way I love to have a little list of costs (laughs) that I'm going to expect and when I'm going to encounter them so I'd love to recap those
1: Sure well we've covered the structural surveys Mm -hmm. so again as I say it can vary and uh, you'll have to negotiate but I mean that kind of seven eight hundred euro is is probably a reasonable guesstimate. Another important part is you've got to get a valuation. So mm. we and indeed all lenders will insist that you get an independent valuation of the house, and um, that typically costs you know two hundred two hundred and fifty euro. Um, so uh, you've got to factor that in. And they're both paid pre.
0: Yeah they'll be before you exchange or anything like that. Exactly. You've got to have them in your clutch yeah. bag ready yeah. to go.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean generally what happened the actual sort of chronological order is if you if you find a house and you agree a price, and you get mad excited, obviously, and, <laughs> uh, but you have to put down a booking deposit, yes, first yeah. of all. So that's typically somewhere between 2 and 5%. and uh, that's fully recoverable yeah. if you change your mind or something happens, mm-hmm. etc. But that's, so, I mean, that's a substantial uh, amount of money, obviously. So. And not
0: a lot of people are aware that that's payable, pretty much. That's kind of like what locks in the agent's fee, almost, a, from the vendor. A, yes, exactly. it's refundable, but you do have to have it ready.
1: You have to have it, you have to have it, and you got to pay it in cash. And so that's the first start. And then... When you actually get to signing contracts, uh, which is the point of no return, um, you need to generally deposit about ten percent. No, that's that includes the two to five percent you've already paid. Mm-hmm. So, in a, let's just um, pick some numbers here. So, if the house costs three three hundred thousand, you'll have to put up upfront somewhere between six thousand and fifteen thousand as a booking deposit, mm-hmm. and then ultimately top that up to thirty thousand. To reach um, your ten, to reach the ten, is mm-hmm. the balance, right? And then, in theory, then the mortgage, in many cases, meets the balance when you actually come to get the keys. Mm-hmm. So that's the upfront cost. You then have to get the structural survey done. You have to get a valuation done. And when you actually buy the the house, in addition to the ten percent you paid on the balance, mm-hmm. the ninety percent the mortgage, there's also stamp duty. Uh, unfortunately, do. I know um, she's
0: always <laughs> hanging around at that stage as well. Just when yeah. you think
1: you've paid, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot lower than juice fee it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's scant comfort when you hand over the money, but yeah. um, it's so stamp duty is generally about one percent if mm-hmm. it's unless it's a very very expensive house, and uh, so that's and that's an upfront fee you have to pay at the start as well. Um, so again, if it's three hundred thousand, that's a three thousand additional. Uh, Cost on day one. The other thing is, of course, solicitor fees. You have to have a solicitor. And again, you know, there's a huge variation. It's worth shopping around. Yeah. Um, And
0: sometimes I think with solicitors, you might see something that looks quite like cheap and a one size fits all. It's a low fee. I would always say, be careful of stuff like that, because your solicitor is doing the legal stage. You don't want any kind of hidden costs that come out. Someone who's going to really be there for you, meet you face to face, look at you through the journey of the conveyancing, where you feel like you can pick up the phone and ask a question, I think is vital when yeah. you're buying the property. If it's somewhere where like you're limited on calls and questions,
1: I think for a first time buyer, it can make you feel very nervous. Yes, exactly. Now, they do They do provide a valuable service. Yeah. Um, and I mean ultimately you want to make sure that you the, per- the person selling the house owns the house yeah, and and that you have full title to the house and so mm-hmm. on but that again is a that's a significant outlay and it's an upfront outlay so just factor that in and again I mean that can vary but it generally I mean there's a different there's often a flat fee or it's a percentage mm-hmm. and uh, you know you'll have to work out the best
0: and they'll give you that with their when they give you as we spoke about with the solicitor this week they'll give you kind of their list of what's coming up, when you're going to pay your stamp duty, when you're going to pay them. And they'll give you a quote because they'll have already assessed your case and what's involved in it. So that's when you have your quote and you'll know then you're paying pretty much the solicitor the stamp duty and organizing the 90% with the bank towards the end. When you're getting the keys, it heads over to the other solicitor who will hold it then in their account and it'll be released when
1: everything's good to go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. And then another sort of just cost that some people, particularly first-time buyers, often forget about is depending on the property there may well be service charges as well yes. and an annual service charge and you know I mean again a long piece of string but it could be somewhere between a thousand and two thousand a year mm-hmm. and it's just important to remember that and to factor that into into your own budgeting and
0: yeah. you'll have that like every year there is a case where it can go up yeah. and it will vary like the more services and amenities you have in your block the more shared spaces shared lighting exactly. shared gardens, greens, etc. It's going to cost more. Some places will have a gym or something like that. You're going to pay more for those. And then also there's when you're in the stage of the kind of earlier stages, you want to make sure that you're sorting out your insurance as well. Yep. So you have basically an insurance for the individual that's taking out the mortgage and you have insurance on the property itself. And you need to have the two of those ready by the time you're buying yes, this Yes, exactly.
1: So there's essentially life insurance or mortgage protection mm-hmm. is what normal people normally take. It's to protect you as a mortgage borrower um, in circumstances where, God forbid, something happened to you or your partner and one of your incomes was no longer available. And you just couldn't afford the mortgage. So in that situation, this policy, this protection policy, ultimately pays off. I mean, if there's two of you borrowing, borrowing, and that both lives are are insured, if one of you passed, then that half of the the half of the mortgage would essentially be paid off by the insurance mm-hmm. company. So because you don't have that income coming in, so yeah. it's a very logical protection. Of course, it's not that expensive.
0: Yeah, uh, and in... they're paying that yearly. I think like people yeah. need to remember and that's like a continuing
1: yes. fee. Yes. Um, but as I say, I mean, again, it depends on the size of the mortgage and so on. It's not huge. It protects everybody. And then there's house insurance as well. There's yes. different types. And again, yeah. encourage people to shop to <laughs> shop around there as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think both of those will all, like, they'll bring peace of mind, but they are things that you have to have. You have to have. They're not something, an option yeah, that you yeah. can say like, oh, I'll drop yeah. that. And I do think a lot of feedback I would have from friends when they've bought a property is almost all of them have said they wish they had done the insurance bit or at least found out about it and knew who they were going with and what price they were paying long before they did. Because there's a lot of, you might need a medical. If you have an illness, there might be a few more layers to that. And you might have to go to your GP. You might have to get a cert about this or about that. And you don't want to be doing that as you're getting into closing and you're under
1: stress. And again... Again, all I say is please come to talk to us. Mm -hmm. Like the mortgage specialist, the advisor, we have a range of options for people because Mm -hmm. not everyone has time to go into a branch, but we do have you know, 167 branches across the country. We have people on the road who can call into your, call out to you in your home mm. or into your... Oh
0: my God, you do home visits as well? You do, into Stop your workplace.
1: It. You just have to you ring it, ring up and book it. Mm. We have people you can ring on the phone, we have direct... And you can do a Zoom, yeah, an online... can make a Zoom arrange, whatever mm. whatever works best for you. And they will advise you through all these stages. But things like life, the life insurance or the mortgage protection policy, as we call it, uh, or home insurance, you can apply for them early. Yes. So get them out of the way. You can research
0: your surveyor early. You can research your solicitor and get a quote early. It'll change when they know the type of house, but you can actually do a lot of this
1: admin. And remember, like it doesn't cost you anything. If you only, it only goes live or you only have to pay anything if the actual uh, house home buying proceeds. So why not do it early? Exactly.
0: And I think that's the same thing when you get into like finding out your surveyor and just having a relationship there where you kind of say, how long is your call out? Yeah. Do you do this area? What's your fee for a home or a flat? Just having that in your back pocket will mean that you can focus on the part that really matters emotionally, which is finding your first home that you're going to own yourself, you know? Spot on, yeah. Let's talk about your type. People differ and so do mortgages. Some mortgages provide certainty when it comes to monthly repayments, while others can fluctuate up and down. Matching you to the right mortgage couldn't be easier. Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank, UC, trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland
1: there's one other thing worth mentioning, I think, is, and we may come to it, is the different types of mortgages. Essentially, mortgages boil down to, there are two types of mortgages. There's a fixed rate mortgage and a variable rate mortgage. And the clue is really in the name. (laughs) Uh, The variable rate mortgage can vary, can go up or down. The fixed rate mortgage, um, the rate is fixed for a period. So, it might be two years, three years, five years. Um, We strongly advocate fixed rate mortgages. And it's primarily because it provides um, a level of comfort peace of mind both for the bank because we know because we've seen evidence that you can pay that amount Mm. and it doesn't matter whether rates go up or down because your your rate is fixed but it also provides peace of mind for you you Mm. don't have to be watching whether rates are going up or down. You know what you're paying every month. You know what you're paying, you can decide. So fixed rate mortgages are, I mean, certainly by far and away the most common mortgage now in Ireland and indeed right across Europe. Most European mortgage markets, it's fixed rates are the norm. Mm. So we strongly encourage people to fix. There are some other features within each mortgage, particularly for first-time buyers. I think there's some relevant ones. So we talked about the upfront costs and all that. We find that a lot of first-time buyers, when they eventually get the keys, walk in, They've had to put up a lot of a lot of money at the start. You know, there's not much in the house. Yeah, uh, they're a first-time buyer, so they don't have. And they have free.
0: to start a lot from scratch because if you've been renting, yeah, exactly. you're not bringing your fridge with you to yeah, every exactly, rental. Yeah. yeah.
1: So one of the one of the fixed rate mortgages we have is called a cashback mortgage, and uh, I've
0: heard about this. Girl. My, again, one of my friends did this. Like it's fantastic for
1: first-time buyers. It is, and again, clue in the name, you get cash back. So what happens is you get the keys, take the mortgage, and then for within four weeks generally three to four weeks after you move in, a a letter with a cheque inside arrives uh, from Bank of Ireland and it uh, includes 2% of the value of the mortgage. So if you take out a 300,000 mortgage, you get 6,000 back in cash. And are you ever paying that back? So it is essentially, it is a more expensive interest rate than... The non-cashback, but okay. they roughly equate, like like at the end of the day, you you more or less break even. Yeah,
0: you're choosing when your money is, is going to be there to f- spend on certain things. Correct. So you can say, right, I definitely need, I know this house needs a new boiler, or I'd like to have a great bed, sofa, and a washing yeah. machine.
1: So the principle is that for first-time buyers in particular, when they move in, they tend to be cash-starved. And it just gives them a little bit of free flow cash to go off yeah. and get carpets and curtains and washing machines and all that kind of stuff. And essentially, they're paying it back then over the next three to four or five years, whatever it is. Yeah. You also can start
0: your payments Later, you don't have to go straight in. Yeah, with one we've, of your we've
1: various little features like, as I say, yeah, you can you don't have to make your first payment for the first three months mm. again to try and help people uh, in that early period. But there's a range of other options as you go through, and again, all of this information is on the website. But remember, this is a lifelong commitment. Things happen in your life, obviously, but we do have various flexible features where you can, you know, if you're looking up to to get a bonus, or something you can overpay if you want. Sometimes you can take payment holidays. So, you know, if a big expense suddenly arises out of the blue and so on. Right. But, but all of these are features available and there's a range of others as well.
0: So it, it really is like tailored for modern
1: life. We hope so, yeah. yeah. And uh, and we're constantly, you know, tweaking and evolving the product uh, to try and meet. I mean, ultimately, customers, they, they tell us what they want and we try and design the product uh, to meet those needs.
0: Yeah, I think first time buyers these days have seen so much happen in their lifetime. You know, recessions, COVID, there's been interest rates all over the shop we've just seen a lot happen that I think something that is fixed in terms of giving you that really safe cocoon of knowing you know, what your outgoing is going to be for the year. So you can plan in then the fun things like holidays, etc. Yeah. And not get overwhelmed or think, oh, I want to do this thing in July, but if the interest rate changes, I can't. So you have that safety net. But then also knowing that the parts of it that need to be flexible when life does change, there are things you can speak
1: to the bank about add-ons to your mortgage for yeah. those. And it's all, I mean, again, it's the same message. Anything you want to discuss, call in. Let yeah, me, have a chat. Yeah, it's. I hope it's not intimidating. We're here to help we want to hear from you. I mean, that's, you know, you are our business, you are our customer base. Mm -hmm. Any questions, give us a shout.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to know. They want to make sure that you're making the right decision. I think... It's old fashioned now to think that the bank is going to be looking down their nose at you kind of saying, you bought four lattes last <laughs> year and I saw a skinny cappuccino in your bank account and then you got this pizza delivered on a Sunday. It's not like that. They're looking at you thinking, OK, how can this person live comfortably? I'm seeing a passion in their spending habits and I know that they can afford these payments. This is the right price for yeah,
1: you. Yeah, I mean, there's so many of these myths out there. I mean, you hear one more ridiculous one after another every nearly day. Please week. tell me a ridiculous one. I love these. Well, you know, I've heard of friends, you know, these are guys who... Yeah, you know, they may they put a few quid on the football or something the weekend, mm. but you know, to close their paddy power account because uh, it might be seen when they play. I mean, rubbish. We have absolutely neither neither interest nor should we in yeah. you put a few euro on mm-hmm. on the football at the weekend or the Grand National, or whatever. Um, So that's not an issue. Similarly, people, you know, start buying things in cash so we can't see it on the bank statement.
0: Um, He's talking uh, about you. (laughs) One of my friends listening to this is like, how do they know?
1: (laughs) And um, again, I mean, that's not in your interest either to try and hide your spending. No, it's
0: it's about being transparent with your bank because your bank is not judging you. They're trying to match you to the right payments per month. That's what this process is all about. They're not trying to see that like you, you know, shouldn't be getting your nails done twice a month. They want to say she clearly likes to get her nails done yeah. twice a month. How do we make sure she can live the lifestyle she wants to live and have a mortgage yeah. at the same time?
1: Another very uh, common misperception is that if you're self-employed, mm. the banks don't want to talk to you. Mm. And again, nothing could be further from the truth. A uh, self-employed um, person has just as much chance as getting a mortgage as anybody else. Um, and it's the same sort of concept. We just need to see evidence regarding your income. So, you know, you, you need to a year or two years, um, financial statements signed by your accountant, your tax returns, that kind of stuff. Just and they tell
0: sh- you the list. They like you guys will th- say this is just yeah. what we need, and you then you gather it and bring it back to
1: them. Exactly. Yeah. And again, we cater for a lot of lot of people's income isn't consistent every month and mm-hmm. it can go up and down. So we we tend to take a holistic view and look back over the last eighteen months, two years. In those circumstances, and all it all boils down to the same thing: to make sure you can afford the mortgage. It's mm-hmm. the right mortgage for you, and the amount you can borrow is also linked to. We're very conscious that we don't wanna leave it's it's not a good idea that people are struggling every single month. So mm-hmm. a good rule of thumb is that no more than a third of of your net income mm-hmm should be going the mortgage. There are sort of a number of rules that we have to, we and all other lenders have to conform to. So Mm -hmm. the central bank set. So the first of those is that you do have to have a 10% deposit which you mentioned earlier. We can only lend to a maximum 90% of the value of the house. That's a central bank rule and a very sensible rule as Mm -hmm. well. Another central bank rule is linked to your income, and now there are some exceptions and nuances to this, but in general, it's a, the maximum you can borrow is about four times your gross income or four times your combined income if you're mm-hmm. it's yourself and a partner. So they're the sort of, let's call it the former rules, within the bank, and this can vary from lender to lender, but what we then look at is your net income. So if you're earning, let's say, €3,000 a month. Mm-hmm. We look at commitments. So, for example, if you do have a car loan and you have to pay off €200, 200 euro a month on the car loan, that brings your net income down, net disposable income down to 2800 mm-hmm. And we generally like the the net disposable income. Let's say in this case, $2,800. let us say you're both earning $5,500 of income. Mm-hmm. We would generally like no more than 35% of that net amount to go on the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there's a little bit of flexibility, you know, depending on circumstances. And we know first-time buyers, their income tends to go up because they're more at the earlier stages in their career. promoted, so we yeah. Do, so mm-hmm. it's not a, you know, computer says no kind of stuff. We do take, there is flexibility. But in general, that's a really good rule of thumb. That we, and that ensures that there's sufficient money left over to live.
0: Yeah, <laughs> life can be lived then. You're not living exactly. just to pay yeah.
1: your mortgage. Because
0: yeah. you want people to have a home not to have something that they're just only working towards paying
1: off yeah exactly yeah mm. yeah. but again big call out come and talk to us we we'll take you through it all
0: yeah I actually even though I live in a different country I want to call in G and have a chat because <laughs> it was just so nice during the mortgage chat when I realised that like a lot of it is just helping you figure out who you are financially yes and I hear so much when people say oh, I've never had any credit um, or I paid off credit years ago. I'm going to take out a credit card just to get mortgage ready. And that's not what you should be doing. But you would, a lot of people wouldn't know that until they go and speak. Don't listen to your friend, listen to a mortgage expert.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so call into us. We'll give you all the information, and it's all on our website as well. And there's helpful little calculators on the website as well. Mm-hmm. You can mess around with, it and we don't know you're doing it, so it's, <laughs> um, but you can put in and t- you know and fiddle around with some of the numbers, and you and you get a, you get a general sense as to, and it will tell you ultimately how much we think you can afford. Yeah.
0: Uh, which can then give you comfort when you're out shopping and also like speaking of calculators I love the one that you guys have when you're paying off your payments every month if you want to pay if you're able to pay like a little bit extra yeah. the impact it then has on the overall payments like it's great that
1: you can have that kind of control yeah you can yeah you can you can pay up to 10% a month mm. extra off your mortgage and as you say it does for shorten. The length of time, and yeah, you know, for those that are looking up that position, that's uh, that's very nice as well. But there, as I say, there's a number of flexible features available, um, that uh, that su- hopefully suit hopefully all our customers' current position. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. great. I think a lot of people will the message that will have come through is that mortgages are a lot more suited to the modern life that we would have thought the application is more suited to modern life than we would have thought. And it's not you against
1: the bank. <laughs> no, no. Another thing worth mentioning, Laura, as well, and I'm sure some of the numbers that I've been throwing out, examples, some people are going, oh, my God, you know, only oh, oh, you know, only was that lucky to have that kind of money available, yeah. particularly for somebody, you know, getting the first foot on the property ladder. And there are some schemes out there that the government have put in place to help yeah. Great grants, yeah. first-time buyers, yeah, and there's a whole range of them, and it is it's really worth investigating if that can help you, you know, yeah. reach the price that you need to get to to buy that to buy that home. So just to call out some of them, I I won't go through them in any detail, but there's a very good scheme called the first home scheme, mm-hmm. and all this information is available on generally on gov.ie. For the first home scheme, essentially they take a stake in the home, up to thirty percent of the mm-hmm. home, but they will provide the deposit. Uh, and the um, uh, the equity in 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 the home to do that. So again, you can read all about that on on the first home home scheme website. Um, there's a help to buy scheme, which is like a tax rebate system. So to help you get that ten percent deposit, they'll give you up to thirty thousand of essentially a tax mm. free not free, but a tax rebate. Yeah of tax you've paid in the past and again that helps you get the deposits together and then there's a new scheme the Cree-Conagher Fund um, where the government are trying to refurbish there's a lot of you know as we know a lot of sort of empty or vacant Yeah
0: this is I've read about this is such a great is,
1: thing yeah. to come about It's a bit like you can you can just about afford to buy the house and you get all the stuff but like you need to you need to you need to fix it up and, yeah. and, and that's what that Rewire
0: like. and replumb yeah. and that's there yeah. there's support there for that Because yeah. a lot of first-time buyers think that the potential of renovation a vacant property it could be in a perfect area etc it could be where they need to be but they just don't have the funds to be able to take it up to a living standard yeah. there is support out there for that it's exactly. not all just new homes no
1: no. Uh, and then there's local authority home loans and so on mm-hmm. and that varies from local authority to local authority and so on but again as I say, if you are a first-time buyer, I strongly encourage you to look at those options as well. They're very, very helpful for many people, and there's been there's been a huge take up uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah,
0: and yeah. you guys can work with those.
1: no So problem. there is zero stigma from our perspective. Like we see them as helpful. Um,
0: of course, supports for yeah. our customers, and yeah. uh,
1: strongly encourage people to it's to the avail them if, if it's right for them. You and know? it's the modern
0: way when yeah. you think about how the first-time buyer now and the the landscape for them, these grants, I'm so glad they're in place because they should be in place because we're not buying homes in the same way we have ever done before. And we are not, we don't have the same advantages we had before. House prices, interest rates, etc. Having these available is fantastic. So sussing out if there's one that could match you and be a bonus for you, I think is really sensible. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So this has been so lovely and I'm really glad we've done this season because I think we've cleared up a lot of gray areas without people having to themselves in a vulnerable situation having to ask, you know, some people get very nervous about going into a bank. I feel like now we, people know they can go in and have a chat and they know the journey from start to finish and that each expert is pretty much waiting for you and to help you in that stage of the journey. So thank you for doing this with me. No, It's been an to be here. I would not have wanted to do with anybody else. <laughs> Anytime I work with you guys, I have such a ball and I'm really glad we did this. I hope anyone that's out there listening, this has given you the confidence to make the first step, which I would think would going into you guys and setting up your search and that you feel more confident in buying your first home very good thank you Woo, thank you Great. Well that was fab and stunning <laughs> let's talk approval in principle finding your dream home takes time and that's where mortgage pre-approval comes in handy for your approval in principle simply have a lender assess your credit worthiness and give you an estimated amount. With Bank of Ireland, you get 12 months approval in principle, giving you more time to get it right. Search Bank of Ireland mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. New mortgage, your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.